Welcome to Tone Deaf. I'm your host, Tambor. I'm Zach. Ryan. And today we have a special guest, Mr. Grizzly. Grizzly! What's up, yo? Rep the 660785. Let's get it. Reppin'. Alright, so <laughs> who would you say are some of your biggest influences? I would definitely say 2 Chains is my number one of all influence. Because I didn't even really listen to rap even like in 2011. And that was probably like whatever year that Mercy song came out, mm -hmm. like Mercy with Kanye West and Two Chains. I had FL Studio and I was already making mm -hmm. like pop music, so I was like, man, I really want to make this like hard stuff. It kind of went from there. I was terrible and got better and better and better in rap, and now I'm okay. Kind of let us in light as far as your artistic process. Do you tend to produce before you start writing any lyrics? Like, how do you usually go about making a song? Yeah, yeah, I definitely make the beats first. Usually, a lot more lately. I sit down like with the project open blank and I'll make the B and everything and once I get a melody usually I'll think of something and I'll, I'll be like oh your words are like magic say that's what I was saying that I'd, I'd work that in and keep that in mind and not really write lyrics but keep that concept in mind and then usually by the end that's the best way because it just all comes to me. Uh, old beats that I've made since I only like usually go on my own beats like old beats sometimes can be harder because to get to sit with a beat you've listened to 20 times you get so old. So how would you say you first got started making music? Actually, for real, my, my, my cousin John, he had a friend John down from Florida who had FL Studio and he like made beats. I was just like, man, that's really cool. And I guess the way he made it sound and everything, I was like, that's really cool. And what I really wanted to do was I was in a hardcore band was uh, drum track the breakdowns so I could think of like original breakdowns instead of just sitting there with the guitar. I just noticed like right away it was like the lines are all in time signature so it's just t -t -k -t 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 and I just saw that really easily so it was easy to piece those together mm -hmm. and then pop beats and then I've just always grown up on like popular music and before that it was oldies. So, so was 2 Chains the one that really made you go from the hardcore breakdown stuff wanting to do hip hop? Yeah, I, well first, okay so 2 Chains came in and I was still doing both and I was like making these songs and I thought they, I mean I thought they were good at the time, they weren't. And uh, then artists like Mike Will, like like he's a, he's a producer, he started making beats and I was like, man, those are kind of like, every every beat Mike Will makes, you have a hit song. So him and then Ray Schremer came out, mm -hmm. and I feel like I was like making the same style as them when they came out. Like I felt like that's what I, maybe not necessarily, but that's what I wanted more. So I kind of like catered that away and back to 2 chains, and I feel like I kind of found myself, you know, this is where I live. And usually people tell me it sounds unique. Usually I think it sounds like something 2 Chains or Migos or Ray Schremer would make. You know, you've mentioned being in a hardcore band. You've mentioned making pop music, and now you make hip-hop. That's a pretty wide variety of styles. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about kind of your journey? Well, I started in the band because uh, there was this, this other guy, shout out Cole Snyder. They were in this band, and he would always come to everyone. And people, you know how bands are, oh, just come to my show. And then like at school, people would be like, oh, well, there he is. Tell him to come to his show again. Yeah. So I always saw him and I always kind of felt like, bro, I don't know if this guy's music's bad or good. So my mom finally let me go out to one of their shows and they hung out with me and, and I thought the music was so dope. And then the music they listened to was even doper because they were listening to metal music and at that point I didn't really, you know, just radio stuff like I said. And uh, I was like, man, that's really cool. I want to do this. I got in a band. We changed members and then I got in another band and then no one wanted to practice so we tried to change members. You know, people thought you were against them when you were like, I'm not against you, I'm just for the band. So if you're for the band, I guess you are with me. 
But if you're not, like, I don't have time. Like, I want to do something big. I've always wanted to. So then I, when I started making my own beats, I was still kind of in the band, but I was like, okay, if you guys don't want to practice, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to make good music. And it's just kind of worked its way. And eventually I was like, enough with the band. I can trust myself. And when I let myself down, I don't get near as angry, I guess. Like, it's just way easier to do it by yourself. If you get it done, it's done. So it's just always been there. Like, Persevere. Yeah, yeah. With music, it's never even been perseverance because... I love doing it every day. I love, it's like, I'm kind of a kid, you know? I wake up, I eat cereal, I go make beats probably all day and promote on Facebook and stuff. My girlfriend, she's a teacher and she makes plenty enough for us to get by for now. I do record for people and everything, but I gotta admit, like, people from the outside probably think, like, he's never gonna do anything, he doesn't do anything, like, all he does is takes care of around the house, she works, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, like, if this, you know, I got a rip rap feature, I got things happening. So mm -hmm. if this goes, then, then I can make it. So it's just finding the right people that you can work with. I can't necessarily say I do it all by myself. Because yeah. I got her. And without her, I'd be nowhere. So would Shout Brooke Brennan. <laughs> would now be a good time to talk about Riff Raff? I finished this song, and it actually had this really talented rapper from in town on it. His name is Generation. Mm -hmm. he, he got on it, and I got on it. It was a really great song. I was happy about it. I thought it was going to do something anyway. One day I just, I was like, man, I need to send this song, it's good, like, to a couple people. So I sent it to Lil Dicky, I sent it to Gucci Man, and I sent it to Riff Raff, just because those were three emails that I knew I had the manager's emails. And I sent it to him and I said, please, please, please listen to this song before you give me a price. Because, like, they always just hit you back, like, 5000 10000 he messaged me back and all he said was, hey, what's up? I talked to Rip, the lowest he'll go is 1500 So it was only 1500 for that verse. As people might say it's not a good move to tell people how much you pay for your moves and stuff, but I gotta be honest, I think the song alone was good enough to where they were like, all right, like this may hit the charts, this may get on the radio, this will be good for both of us. That's what I'd like to think. But it could just be a business and they didn't need that much money, I don't know. It's probably the best song I've ever made as a collective song. Not the, not the hardest bars I've ever dropped or anything like that, but in my opinion. Maybe it's terrible, I don't know. <laughs> it's just all about getting your music out there and letting them listen to it. Like, yeah. You can't take the criticism too hard. And well, like you said, at least you're getting it done, you're doing things. At least you're out here making songs and that's just a commendable thing. I hope people look at it that way, I really do. I think nowadays with just the mass appeal of streaming, SoundCloud, Spotify, Pandora, all of that, radio is kind of just going by the wayside. I know that you have music on SoundCloud and Spotify. Anywhere else? SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Google okay. Play. So what, what, what's your, your tags for all that stuff so people know where to find you to look you up? Grizz Official on SoundCloud. That's how Grizzly, you probably will find a million different Grizzlies, so you gotta type Grizz Official, one word. G-R-I-Z-Z-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. The other ones should all be under Grizzly. You have to type in Grizzly, G-R-I-Z-Z, space, L-E-E, -E, and then the name of the song. Like, maps. You never know who's listening to your music now. Like, it can be a global thing. Like, you can just get on Spotify and just find random music. That's how I discover stuff, so... Dude, that's what makes it so crazy. Like, someone will just Snapchat me, just one person, it's not like the whole city, but someone will Snapchat me from, like, Canada and be like, yo, Maps is such a good song, and, and it makes me feel like a superstar because I feel like, man, like, I really enjoy watching the music after I make it and everything. It's just crazy how it's, it plays out. Yeah, you just it's it's reach. still exposure. So I'm, I'm sure you've performed live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is there anything that you usually do to prepare for those live performances? Like, usually I'm thinking of a million things to do, and then they're just, Grizzly! And I'm like, oh, man. All right. And usually you just, like, I just come out and I rap my music and I do what I, you know, do what I can. With, with my tour coming up, 
It's the Get My Own U.S. Tour. It's yep. going to be dope, 15 cities all around the nation. The, the live show is going to be a whole lot more interactive. So, like, there are going to be parts where the music will stop out and I'll, you know, maybe bring mm -hmm. someone up from the crowd and just things that people, like, everyone loves that at a concert, but it, there's never enough of it. Like, exactly. So, like, I feel like if I really go out there and just be myself and not try to be Hollywood or anything mm -hmm. like that and literally just go out and impress them with my music and then show them my personality, I feel like people will be a lot more inclined to listen. Because yeah. people will think that you're, I mean, a jerk, mm -hmm. even if you're not, just because of the way you carry yourself. Like, it's always been something I've had to deal with. Some people tell me I speak really well, so it sounds like it could not be genuine. Or if it's not that, they just think I'm some jerk, you know, and they've never even met me. And it's, I feel like that's something I've always had to deal with, so. Maybe that's where the perseverance comes from. I was like, well, they're not gonna like me, so. Gotta yeah. like myself. Yeah, you talked about crowd involvement. I think the only concert that I've ever been to where the performer brought someone up on stage from the crowd was Tech 9 That was at Rockfest in 2015. Yeah, Tech 9 brought some woman up from the crowd and she was up there for a good portion of the show. Like, she gets to say, yeah. like, forever. Like, like, it may not be a big deal to someone, but that's a hell of a good bar story. Shout out bar stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I mean, I think it's cool. Part of a live show, I think, is to be able to show the fans, hey, I want you to be a part of this too. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. man. I don't know, just like, I really feel like I could be the size of Drake or Ray Schremer someday. Like, I really feel like if I just keep going. So, like, I guess that could be just as crazy as someone, like, you know, collecting Monopoly money and thinking that it's got some sort of worth. Because ultimately, money is just money. You kind of got to make yeah. your own worth. Your own. Yeah. yeah. Get your own. That's why I, that's why I got to, yeah, you got to get your own for sure. Yeah. <laughs> get my own coming out August 2nd with Rip Raff. Be sure to check that out. Um, and kind of going back to the confidence thing, because I've noticed at least in hip-hop, you have to carry yourself as, I'm the greatest rapper ever, but not say it out loud. Man, I just feel like, I want to brag about, like, I'm Phil Collins. Yeah, I yeah. want to be the modern-day Phil Collins. Not, I'm not the best rapper in the world. I know. I know if I sat down to spit bars with a true rapper, he would eat me alive. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I'm kind of clever. That's it. So, like, if I have time to think, I can think of a clever verse. It's really like a catch-22, you just gotta put it out and like, some people like it, some people won't. Some people will talk hella trash. You'll never get 100% support on anything. Yeah, well, yeah. And I've I don't even get 10% support. I got like 10 <laughs> friends that hit me up and told me like, that's a joke. And then I got like, four people who I don't know at all that are just like, Oh my gosh, dude, you're the coolest guy! Which is, not, which is cool. And yeah. then there's probably like 20 people who are just like, oh yeah, Grizzly, yeah. You exist. Yeah, he came from. Yeah, he came from the. He's that guy. He came from the same, same town. He thinks he's a rapper. So, are there any like current MCs in the game besides like Two Chains, the ones that have inspired you to do rap, that excite you, that make you want to listen to more hip hop music? I love Pharrell. Pharrell is one of them, definitely. But as far as the others, like with everyone else, it's really spotty. Like I like Mask Off by Future, but mm -hmm. I don't really like. I'm not really into Future, like, with a lot of his other stuff, so, like, I'm when, he, when he makes, like, a hit, like, a hit song, dude, I feel like people, some people might say I'm, like, a, a total bandwagoner, but, like, to me, it's, like, when I hear a good song, I don't care if I said I, you know, I hated XXX, Tin, whatever his name is. Temptation? Yeah. yeah. Tincation, is that it? I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah. But uh, if I said I hated him, but he puts out a banger, I'm going to be like, man, I like that song. You know, mm -hmm. I don't like that guy, but that song is a good song, and no one can deny it, and I feel like that's, like, how everyone should be, and if you think it's trash, like legitimately just put like four reasons why you think so, recording quality's bad, you weren't clever, you weren't on time, and this, then people would have something to work for, but they don't, they're just like trash, you don't know what I go through, like every day for the past four years people laughing at me, and I, me feeling like I'm not able to say I'm a rapper because it's kind of 
embarrassing if you don't have any credentials and so many people do it that just people like they immediately turn you off it's way different than being in a band and everything even when we sucked when i was in a band people were impressed by it i have noticed that though in terms of like if you say yeah i rap everyone's like you don't rap and they they want you to do it right now but if they're like you're in a band oh that's cool yeah and if they want me to freestyle i'm gonna try to freestyle for them i'm not one of those who has a verse weight so yeah. sometimes it's not gonna come out that great and i'm yeah. gonna be like but i'm gonna be like yo that's me if you didn't like that, then go put my song on repeat because you will yeah. like that, you know? Freestyle is a very different skill than actually being able to, like, write something. Exactly. Yeah, there's a certain point where you can self-promote, but after a while, like you said, like, people that are, like, on YouTube, they're like, hey, check out my song in every single YouTube video. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Man, but, like, for real, that's, the, that's what grind, like, I still message all of my friends on Facebook individually. But they block, you know, usually they, there's some blocks and some deletes, you know, because, like, people don't want you in their inbox all the time. If you're a if you're a decent-looking girl and I hit your inbox, you automatically think I'm trying to get with you. I'm not. Get out of your brain. I don't think that everybody wants me just because I'm a hit rapper with Riff Rap, you know. Like, I message them, they'll be like, I have a boyfriend. I'm like, good. You and him should get a nice blanket, lay down, listen to this song. You know, maybe, you know, do whatever you want. Maybe go to the beach. Either way, whatever you're going to do that day, put on, get my own featuring Riff Rap coming out August 2nd. There's going to be a law. Eventually, it's going to be private property, and you'll get trespassing if you've messaged someone, I bet. That's what's going to happen. Oh, man. Yes, there's someone in my inbox. <laughs> I think he's trying to get me. He's typing again. That's literally what it's like. Are there any other rappers that you'd like to work with? I definitely need to get a song out, out with Geek Squad. They're one of the you know, most known in Topeka, so shout out Geek Squad. I think a more realistic one that I'm searching for right now is Chanel West Coast. If I were to go on this tour uh, and then come back with 10,000 in my pocket, I would probably go in and get someone like Waka Flocker or someone if mm -hmm. I could. Waka but Flocka it all depends on price. Yeah, that'd be... <laughs> remember when Waka Flocka Flame was running for president, but then he found out he wasn't old enough? What? <laughs> I had not heard of that. I yeah. haven't either. He needed to be 35, and he's not... So, what do you think are the qualities that make a good rap album or a good rap song? Like, you just have to have a genuine idea, and then, like, you have to believe in it. Every word you put down, you need to make your own. And I feel like that's all it is. And if it's truly all your own, people will like it. And also, you have to be able to take, like, the crowd around. You're going to have to impress someone. So far, every show that I've ever done, which has been upwards of 50 by now, like, I'm not gassing, and it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm so, my music's so fire. But people come up to me, and they tell me every time, like, man, you're something different man you're not no one has came here and sounded like that like that's crazy and I, I think another huge thing in any kind of music is just to be yourself and not try to force anything because people can tell when something's not genuine or it's forced yeah yeah like if I was if my songs were all about shooting guns and robbing the plug and stuff like people I think would see straight through and I think I'd get a lot of hate I mean if someone's out and they find 20 bucks they may tell you the next year at Christmas oh, last year I found a hundred bucks on the ground yeah they all have their own perspective of things and that just kind of bleeds out yeah and you can't even really, even if you think you know they're lying, I mean, it's still their perspective. Like, some people tell themselves lies all day to where they believe they're really. You can't worry about changing someone else's idea. Man, about this tour, though, 15 locations. We're, I'm going to be at the House of Blues in Chicago. Chicago? Yeah, it's one of the, nice. I mean, Tupac has performed there, you know what I'm saying? But I have a radio interview there in Detroit mm -hmm. with one of the hottest, like, underground XM, I think, radio stations or whatever. 
KC will be the last date, and if you're from around here and you think maybe I'll do something, or you have faith in me, or I've given you enough to believe in me, please come to the Kansas City show. It's gonna be dope. It'll be the last show of the tour. By then, Get My Own featuring Rip Rap will been out for a few months. I've been around the, the country, so I'll really be starting to build a big buzz, and I'd really, really, really like to, for real, have a home crowd, you know? And I feel like enough people know me. Maybe enough people don't know that I take this that seriously, but if you're listening, and, and you go check out my music, and you genuinely like it, just be a fan because I'm not gonna stop and you know I need you so one thing I kind of wanted to ask was I know it's kind of like in a little bit of your music there seems to be a little bit of a distinction between Derek Montgomery and Grizzly so are there are there different qualities between the two of them like is there a difference between Grizzly and Derek Montgomery I feel like definitely and I almost feel like I'm only Grizzly when I'm on stage performing or if I'm in a video or something it's basically like it's not being an actor because it's how I feel but some people know you as, as a grumpy guy some people know you as this guy I need everyone to see Grizzly as this uplifting positive. If I want to stand up for something, I'm going to do real things, you know? Yeah, go volunteer. Maybe donate money to a legitimate place that can legitimately get help. All these artists that are out, like, making songs and saying, like, that that's doing something, you should probably keep your music out of it. Not keep you out of it. I'm sorry, everyone. Money matters. You, your opinion doesn't. Your opinion about how abused children's is a bad you know, a bad thing. It's, I mean, a right opinion in my mind, but it's not doing anything. I already knew that, and everyone else already knows that too. But I'm not on my, on my page doing what some artists do and saying, let's do this together so I can give back to my community and I'll give everyone this and that and that. It's like, no, I'm trying to make it to the top right now myself. And once I'm there, I'll have legitimate means to like help people and I can do anything. You know, you can do real things when you get money. I, I'm someone who lives in the right now, but in this one instance, it's like, this is where you cannot live right now. To do real good, sometimes it's gonna wait. It's like just doing right. And telling someone they're doing wrong is never doing right. I feel like there's one instance if you truly have love for that someone and they know it. Cause that's the only time you can really go to anyone and say like, hey man, I think you may be messing up. And that's, usually you have one or two people in your life who can tell you that. At least um, one rapper I really respect is uh, Killer Mike. He's uh, part of a duo around the jewels, and when I know he's talking about like social justice and doing good, I know he's actually out there doing the good things. Like Chance the Rapper. Yeah, you know? mm -hmm. yeah. That, that that's a better example of like he just made that hit song with Bieber and and, and Khaled and all them. Yeah. You know, talking about clubbing and all that stuff. Meanwhile, he's like donated tons of money to schools in Chicago. He's probably gonna take care of SoundCloud. I don't know. I saw that on <laughs> Twitter, but even if SoundCloud went away, you guys need to level up. If you're a and you only got your stuff on SoundCloud, like I'm not dogging SoundCloud, but you need to get it somewhere else too. You need to get it everywhere. Yeah. Reverb Nation, all of them. Yeah. Never put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, for real. And funny, that exact saying is what my dad told me when I told him I wanted to rap. And I was just like, all right. So yeah. then I just took all my eggs and I dumped them in that basket. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. I broke a few, but we're, I mean, everything's going. That's a good point. I mean, about just how valuable time and money really is. You know, I mean, we live in an age where everyone's sharing stuff on Facebook and Twitter, and not a lot of people actually doing a lot. Yeah, and a lot of people talking, saying that people should do it. Yeah. And all of us are doing wrong things all the time. Every sure. single second of the day, we're doing something wrong. So for us to take a second to tell anyone but ourselves, whoa, straighten up. You're wasting your own time. You're wasting someone else's time. You're literally doing nothing. Shoot, I still have a cig every now and again. I shouldn't. And I could lie to myself all day and say, I don't smoke every day. I don't buy packs. I'm good. But at the end of the day, I don't need to be smoking at all you know what i'm saying so you just got to be real with yourself if you think i need to quit smoking then you shouldn't be smoking or if you
you think I do need to be smoking, like, man, I don't know what you're compensating for. Like, when I'll turn down a cig, and it's like, no, come on, man, what is that doing for you? You have one last cigarette now, I'm, my lungs are full of black tar. I mean, I think as a society, we're, we kind of underestimate just how valuable donating money can be. We kind of have this idea that, oh, money, yeah, we should be, and know, people have we should be doing, they're doing, we stuff. should be doing food drive, or like, you know, getting yeah. cans and stuff like that. It's like, well, no, you would be, it would be much more effective and you'd help a lot more if you just gave money rather than a bunch of cans. Because half, don't buy cans and donate that. Just give the money that you would have spent buying cans because then you don't have to pay someone to move the cans. Then you don't have to pay yeah. someone to organize the cans. A lot of the time it's probably on impulse. Oh, you find out there's a can drive, it's tomorrow. So you're like, oh, I want to help out. I just feel like if you took your time at New Year's, you were like, this year I want to legitimately help out hungry people. Then maybe you would start an account on the side to save up in. Or maybe you would like be able to start a club or organization that would bring in money, you could have fundraisers, and you could legitimately do something good. Yeah, money and um, time is a very valuable asset. I mean, who really wants a million can, cans of canned beans? Like, I mean, in some cases, you would think maybe they'd have to take those back somewhere else and get some canned beef or something. I don't know. Like, there's just no organization in that, and I feel like that's like the bottom of the barrel when it comes to like helping. Like, if someone gave you a call and that's all you can do today, then go do it. But don't think that you're any better, or don't think that you're any worse than anyone else, because we're all the same. We're all doing good and bad. And yeah, if you just gave money to a food pantry, they know what they need. Yeah, exactly. And if they have just have the money, then they can buy what they need rather than yeah. relying on a bunch of cans that they probably already have a million of. But I think that like it's very important for people to remain themselves. Because you have to be down to earth and you have to be real to take care of real things. And money is real. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I hate it. I hate money. But the government tells us, like, if you want to do basically whatever you want, you know, besides basically the Ten Commandments, yeah. breaking those, like, if you want to do anything you want inside of there, you've got to just have a ton of money. Yeah. Then you can do anything you want. Isn't that the craziest thing? I feel like I really, like, want to get rich so I can do whatever and help out whoever. And it has nothing to do with me compensating for anything, but, like, this is where we live. There's like the other opposite of me who are just like, oh, the government, yeah, they want bad, they're just bad and blah, blah, blah. And they're the kinds of people who, you know, maybe are cool with their hippie lifestyle, living in a van or, or doing whatever they do. And it's like, you know, I can't judge you either. You're doing what you think is right. So I think titles are like what's wrong with the world if, if you could put it into one thing. Because a title is like really not good for any reason. I mean, my little brother, he was hitting the head with a softball at a really young age at a game. He was told after it happened, like, oh, this, this could lead to brain, this could lead to memory, this could lead to love. The whole time, the only things he struggled with were math and science. But he could remember every episode of Family Guy. He could remember all this. Now, I know laughter is a different part of the brain. I know all this. But it just felt to me like, yeah, you hate math, you hate science. So it is hard to focus on those things. But he really legitimately used this, like, for a few years before someone caught on and was like, whoa, no you can do it. So I feel like telling people they're, they got it bad or, or telling someone they have even depression or things, I'm not saying it's not real. Mm -hmm. Depression is absolutely real. But telling someone they have severe depression is letting them know in their mind, yes, your brain is messed up. You know, we'll do what we can to fix your brain. When I feel like I'm here to say, hey, you know, things may be bad, but your brain is there working for you. You're, you're good. Like, you got to figure out what you need to do to be happy. You know, it may be your surrounding. Maybe you don't even realize what's not making you happy. There's too many things that we don't know for everyone to act like we know. You know, so someone to say you're depressed because you're around these certain people, it's like they have no idea why you're depressed. In your head, you yeah. gotta find out why you're depressed. You gotta take care of your problems and you gotta really do it. 
Yeah, and it's just sometimes, at least I've learned that the people that are so certain about everything are the ones that are the most uncertain. They'll say, okay, yeah. this is what I know, we know this, and then over time you figure out, okay, maybe they weren't so right after all. And the thing is, when things go bad for those people who are in those positions where, no offense, they don't really have consequences, for them it's easy to say, well, we messed up. Well, when I mess up, I've had to take my consequences. I've never had the pleasure of, in these cases where bad things happen, maybe there's never an absolute, like, he did this or that, but I think in everyone's minds they know why things happen, so. Someone is there, but it's not my place to judge them, so they just gotta figure it out. That's why, that's my whole point. You just gotta figure out what you wanna stand for and, and what you wanna be, and then just be that 100%. And like, everyone is standing for something different. There's literally no reason for anyone to judge you for what you believe, like, and no reason for me to judge anyone else. To the point where it drives me nuts. You know, some of my friends, they don't really like hanging out with me sometimes because they'll say something about some girl who's sitting over in a booth who weighs 300 pounds. She had like three kids over there, like, they're trying to be happy. They're just living their life doing what they do. I know it sounds like it doesn't offend you, but you, you know, your scrawny ass ain't doing anything. Like, like, they don't know what it feels like to be that person. I was a bully in high school, by the way. I'm not some righteous person. Like, I was a, a jerk to a lot of people, and I think at some point I learned I was a jerk, and I was like, man, I really need to not just change, but go back on all that stuff. So, if I've ever done anything to you, I completely apologize for real. And not only that, if there's anything that I can do to help you out currently, I would love to do that. So, you have my word, people. That was a promise. That was a promise for real. Recorded promise. Yep. Yeah, you guys got it. So if you guys could edit that out for me, that would be We won't even edit that out, no. <laughs> I feel like this podcast is great. Everyone needs to come listen to this every time. There's going to be a lot of talent from Topeka. My bro Generation just put out an album. You got to go check that out. Geek Squad's about to put out uh, an album too. Yo, my bro IK, he's a rapper from Topeka. His name's Isaiah, IK Key. And he's got some fire. And he he's one of the artists that I've always been cool with. So I make him tons of beats. A lot of the stuff you hear him on are my beats. And he's really good. So he's yet to release a whole bunch. But you can hear his song Frequency on my SoundCloud, Grizz Official. Also check out Maps everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, all that. And I think another cool thing is that people kind of overlook is that you don't have to like someone's music to support what they do. Like, exactly. I don't like some of the songs I hear from them, but they're dreamers and they think about things the same way I do. And I don't get annoyed with people if they think what I'm doing is wrong, I guess. Friends are some of the hardest to work with when you're like trying to do something like this, you know? I don't want to say they don't understand because I don't know, you know? I just have no clue. But from what they tell me, I collect. They don't get how real it is or how real it is to me. I will feel like they get it once I make it and then is that too late? If it were a stranger, I would think that was not sincere. I'd be like, oh, you're, you're here cheering me on because there's a hundred thousand people cheering me on. Think about with friends, not necessarily being enthusiastic about your music. It's also possible that they just aren't really into the music, but they still true, like true. you. <laughs> true, that's something that I, you know, because you, you gotta like, you gotta be real with yourself. I think, I think so that's, I think I think that's the it, difference yeah. between, you know, like a stranger who's just like, oh, I don't care about you at all, yeah. and then suddenly you're popular and like, oh, hey, you're great, love you. Between a friend who's just like, look, I'm already hanging out with you. Yeah. I don't feel like I need to lie about liking your music. <laughs> true, true, definitely. And if that's the case, I, I hope they know, and I hope they listen to this. I would definitely you rather say like, man, I, I just I just ain't feeling it, like you know, than to tell me it's so dope because I can see in your reactions, I can see in the way you talk about it, you don't, you're not feeling it like that, and like that means that there's something about it that I feel like you think you could change, and that doesn't offend me. Because if I could find out what everyone wants to hear in a song and then try to put it all together, I know it wouldn't work. No. But I feel like it'd be a lot more people. 
You know, but there's something to be said about valid criticism for someone like if they say here's what I don't like about your song and here's a list of like le legitimate reasons to why that they didn't like it, that's a way for someone as an artist to improve. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I gotta keep my ears open and I can't get too ahead of myself. I do have a little bit of like an anger problem and it's not like some Hollywood stuff or me thinking that I'm bigger than I am. I just, I think about time a lot and what it's worth to me. And like, I just feel like sometimes people know that you're on their time and they just don't care. I had a toothache not too long ago. I went to St. Francis mm -hmm. and like, I'm saying like it was killing me. I had an abscess on this side and this tooth was just dying. Like someone was sticking like a needle straight up through it. And I literally was like holding my face like this shaking. We went in there. I thought I was going to get right in. I didn't. We get in and you know, we wait. The doctor comes in and he's having some conversation before he comes in. I was like, man, like I'm going to have to pay for this. And you guys really just don't care about my time, about what I'm going through. And it seems like in an emergency room, your job would be to treat things like they're emergency. I wouldn't have came there if it wasn't an emergency. But of course they had to judge what I was going through. So they thought it wasn't that bad. I guess I can't afford a lot, you know. Definitely don't have insurance. But turns out, hey, if you don't have insurance, don't be scared to go to the doctor. I got like a 60% discount because I didn't have insurance, if that makes any sense. Did you know that was a thing? No. Yeah, they said, oh, well, there's a discount if you don't have insurance. I was like, sounds like insurance to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, changed it from like 600 bucks to 170 for real. I know people who work in emergency rooms, and unfortunately I think that's kind of a case of stupid people ruining it for everyone else, Yeah. because uh, a lot of people go to the ER for really stupid things. Yeah, yeah. true, <laughs> true, I gotta think about that. If you go into the emergency room, they can't refuse care, right? No. Yeah. Two, even 200 bucks. I, I, see, I, I look good because I just bought this outfit yesterday, just this one. I don't have any cool clothes, I swear. <laughs> I had to get these, and you know, just to style out for the tour and everything. I forgot where I was going with that. Whatever. I mean, everybody loses their train of thought. Like, I'll be sitting here thinking about something, and then I'll be like, wait, why am I looking at a bowl of cereal? When, <laughs> when am I eating cereal? Or sometimes I'll Michael Scott it, and I'll just start talking before I know what I'm talking about. Do you guys watch uh, yeah, the, the Office? Office. Dude, I yeah. love that show. I just watched it all the way through for the first time two years ago, and I've watched it six times all the way through, straight through. Yeah, yeah dude, I feel like it's real, so relatable. Everyone knows Kevin is the best character. Dude, Kevin <laughs> is pretty dope. I also love how it's like, these are situations that are only funny because they are so realistic. You tell it and it's like someone's like, okay, that could have happened to you. That's why it's funny, because it could have happened yeah, to you. So, yeah, yeah, and it's so intricate, like when you know the characters 100%, you know what they're thinking. Like I said, I've been watching that all the way through for the past two years, so that probably snuck into my music somewhere. <laughs> I know that one part, I definitely do have a part where I reference uh, The Office. I can't remember on which song I would say it right it's now. It's Hidden. Yep, hidden. Listen for that. A hidden gym. Jim? A hidden gym? A hidden gym! <laughs> that was a good one. I don't even know what you guys are talking about right now. Are you serious? Jim? Jim! Accidental puns. So you've got um, your tour that's coming up. You've got the song with Riff Raff. Is there anything else that you want to um, promote or display right now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you're around, go to one of the tour dates. The Maps song and Get My Own featuring Riff Raff are both singles off of my self-titled album that drops August 24th. And it's nine tracks. It's the best work I've ever made. Far better than I Told You So, but people still tell me I Told You So is dope, so go listen to that. I can't listen to it. I don't know why, but... That's, that's just part of being an artist. I, oh, yeah. I guess. If, if you can't stand your old work, that's good. It means you've grown. We can't, that's how I feel like. We can't all be Kanye. Some people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I saw a video of him. Dude, I think 
I think people have like a wrong definition of creativity. I think creativity is doing what you think sounds good, no matter who's around right then and there. Because Kanye West, I saw him in the studio, and I thought maybe it was some intricate process. He's literally humming, like this is what I do too, but just like, then I went and got the... Then I went and got the bag. Then I went and got the bag. And he's just like, yeah, that sounds hard. That's hard. That's what I'm going to put on there. And then, then he like thinks of the next thing he said. Well, I think Graduation is probably one of my favorite albums of his. I remember, I think he was doing an interview with Sway. And he actually mentioned that he thinks of like music as colors. Mm -hmm. And like I still haven't wrapped my mind around how that works for him. That's so dope, but you can kind of see how it is, like, I mean, when two bad frequencies are played together, it'd be just like putting, you know, red next to green, green next to orange, or I guess whatever it would be, you know what I'm saying? Two bad frequencies, you're gonna hear the, the wobble and stuff, so I guess they I can see... They melt differently. Like, yeah, 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 I, I, I can see how he sees it as like a blend, like, I, I, I can't see it in colors, but blending the sound yeah. to me, that's how I see it, like... I think kind of one way of looking at that is kind of like colors, with music you can express things that can't be expressed in words. I love music, I love all types. I love how it can make you feel a certain way, you know? I never like to feel anything but happy or try to feel happy, so that's why I'm always listening to hype music. But yeah, there are some times, like, uh, if I'm really down, the song that I put on is Instant Crush by Daft Punk. I love that song, and for some reason, even though it's like slower and kind of like heartfelt, like I just, it, it brightens me up, I don't know why, so I love listening to that. I like a ton of different styles. Listen to everything. I feel like it's the best way. I'm the same way. Just have like a really eclectic music taste. Just anything I'm in the mood for. But hey, also I would like to plug. I have a very nice studio. It's where I do all my own music. I record, engineer, and you know mix my own music. So I, I've done like indie stuff for some people at Washburn. I've done uh, rap, rock. I can do anything. And I think that I have some of the best quality in Topeka. But uh, you'll have to be the judge. So just listen out and then hit me up for rates. You can find me on Facebook, Grizzly, all caps. Like my page and contact me. All right, again, this was Tone Deaf. I'm your host, Tambor. I'm Zach. Brian Thompson. And again, our glorious guest, Grizzly. Happy you guys listened. Now again, if there's any other local artist that wants to be featured on our podcast like Mr. Grizzly was, feel free to shoot us a message. You can find us on Facebook. All right, everyone, peace out.